Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for av geeks and non-av geeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and today we're going with something completely non-controversial: vaccine mandates. Yeah, uh, hold on. <laughs> let me uh, let me put on my flak jacket. Oh, it can be a thorny one, that's for sure, but. Today we'll focus on just one part of this, and that's the vaccine mandate for airline employees. What are all the airlines doing? We'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Jets ETF, which we'll talk about a bit later in the show. Okay, so before we get into this, I think we need to clarify something. Uh, all right, Captain Caveat, what is it? We are talking about COVID vaccine mandates, right? Oh, that actually is a good point. Yes, there there are other vaccine mandates for airline employees, uh, mostly for crews that maybe work or fly in areas where vaccines are required. Like, you know, if you're on a crew flying to Brazil or Africa, you probably need to get yellow fever vaccine or whatever it might be before you go. Yeah, and these, to confirm, are not controversial. Not at all. <laughs> not, not that I know of, at least. I mean... Anyone who goes to some of these places where disease is prevalent has to be vaccinated. If you don't like it, don't go. Uh, right. So so then I'll ask the uh, obvious question. What is the difference about COVID? <laughs> well, uh, let's see. It's been used primarily as a political weapon. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, yes, uh, that is what's terrible about COVID, uh, among other things. But uh, is there anything that's actually different to a rational observer? I would argue yes. Um, there are probably two big differences. And the first is that as airlines consider whether to require vaccines or not, um, they have to make that decision about everyone in the company. It's not as simple as saying like, you know, oh, I just won't fly to Brazil because I think they're trying to inject 5G chips into me. Uh, you know, th this could be a take it or you lose your job thing. Right. And that is uh, definitely different. Uh, <laughs> I suppose yeah. uh, I suppose something more similar would be if airlines required everyone to have the polio vaccine. I mean, they pretty much do, right? Like, y you can't go to school without that. All right. Let let's use our home state, California, here as an example. You have to be vaccinated against polio diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis B, and even chickenpox just to enter kindergarten. And might I add, RIP chickenpox parties. Uh, what? You know what? Never mind. I, do, you, I don't want to know. Hold on. Are you too young for chickenpox parties? Almost definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, back in my day, <laughs> you, you knew you'd get chickenpox eventually. And when kids got it, it was kind of the uh, kind of like COVID. Like if kids got it, it would maybe be itchy and it was annoying. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't that dangerous. But if you had it when you were an adult, it could be really dangerous. So um, to make sure kids had it young before it got to be really bad, like parents would get their kids together once one of the kids got chicken pox. This is a time-honored tradition that's apparently not a thing anymore. Uh, yes, thank goodness for vaccines. And I'll point out here that Brett is not a doctor. Um... No. <laughs> no, I am not. Um, all right, so I think I like vaccines better uh, than chicken pox parties. But uh, 
Noted. All right. So California is maybe not the perfect example to use here, considering uh, the states that have uh, the most vaccine hesitancy. <laughs> All right, y'all. How about uh, everyone's favorite state of Texas yeah. there? So Texas requires all of that plus hepatitis a and you have to have the meningococcal immunization before entering seventh grade so you know granted there are religious exemptions and other ways for people to weasel out of this to varying degrees but uh, pretty much every state has recognized the importance of vaccines and chances are if you're going to be hired by an airline you've at least been to elementary school uh yeah hopefully um so you said there were two differences oh yeah 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 so the other one is a function of time uh have you heard the theory that the difference between a cult and a religion is just time all right everybody welcome to the last episode of cranky talk (laughs) (laughs) Uh, please please, let's not lose all our listeners all right hear hear me out the point is that religions have staying power. They last a long time. Like, cults come and go, right? You can look at any religion. It probably started out being viewed as a cult by people. Uh, Look at Christianity. People thought Jesus was off his rocker back in the day when this was all happening. But, you know, over time, the few things that prove to be really appealing to people stay as religion and and grow and prosper and all that. Um, And so right now... People are very skeptical about the COVID vaccine because it hasn't had time to prove that it's not a cult, so to speak. Well, that is certainly one analogy that you could have used. (laughs) Feel free to throw another one out there if you'd like, Dave. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, But look, personally, I think this is a ridiculous argument anyway, because we've done enough testing to know that it's remarkably safe and effective in the near term. We've also done a lot of testing to know that a lot of cults can be completely unsafe and only effective at getting you to kill yourself. So, (laughs) you know, but but could something happen 10 years down the line where everyone who took the vaccine has a devastating heart attack or turns into a zombie or something? Uh, I am legend. Yeah, exactly. But listen, who the hell wants to be Will Smith when he's just like walking through rubble and hanging out with a dog? Like that sucks, man. I also look at these different, though. Like, in those disaster flicks, I always think, all right, that guy who just got crushed by that building in the first five minutes of the movie, like, he had it way better off than all these people who are just watching humanity be destroyed and, like, run around, you know. It's, anyway, so it's many, a different issue. So many hot takes to dissect there. <laughs> uh, who wants to be Will Smith? I don't know, man. A lot of people. Uh uh, pretty sure. I want to be. I, I'm. I'm fine being Will Smith, like in normal world, just not in I am Legend world. This is the point. All right. So, uh, pretty sure that it's not going to come down to that, uh, <laughs> since this has been tested so thoroughly, and the mRNA technology has been in development for years. But I get your point. Uh, there just aren't any yeah. good excuses for avoiding the vaccine if you're eligible for it. Right. And that's why everyone else needs to be vaccinated so we can provide herd immunity to protect those who don't have the choice. Uh, Yes. Amen. Uh, Now let's bring this back to the airlines. Uh, But first, let's take a break. This week's podcast sponsor is the U.S. Global Jets ETF, ticker J-E-T-S. The only airlines-focused ETF available to investors on the market today. 
So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this, but first, there's a very important disclaimer to make here. This is not in any way affiliated with the New York Jets football team. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you made that very clear. We wouldn't want yeah. uh, people to think poorly of us. Uh, no so kidding. explain, what is uh, Jets? Oh, they're big airplanes with engines that make them go really fast, but that's not important right now. All right, please stop. Okay, okay. Uh, Jets seems like it was designed with Cranky Talk listeners in mind. It's an exchange-traded fund, which invests in publicly traded airlines from all over the world, not just those in the U.S., but also in countries like Canada, Japan, Brazil, Australia, and more. So instead of buying stocks in American, this would let me invest in a whole bunch of airlines? Yeah, and more. Jets is also diversified in other sectors of commercial air travel, including aircraft manufacturers, airport services companies, and online travel agencies. That way, investors are getting pretty broad exposure to the global airline industry, which <clears throat> is still trying to come out of the pandemic. Well, that's a gentle way of saying that. Last year at the start of the health crisis, Jets saw a surprising amount of inflows from investors seeking exposure to hard-hit industries. Although airline stocks have recovered quite a lot since then, they've yet to hit their pre-pandemic highs, meaning there could still be time to participate. We invite you to check out Jets by visiting their website, jetsetf.com. And now Brett will read a long disclosure as required by the legal people. Please consider carefully a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. For this and other important information, obtain a statutory and summary prospectus for Jets by visiting jetsetf.com. Read it carefully before investing. Distributed by Quasar Distributors, LLC. U.S. Global Investors is the investment advisor to Jets. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Shares of any ETF are bought and sold at market price, not NAV. May trade at a discount or premium to NAV and are not individually redeemed from the funds. Brokerage commissions will apply. The fund is non-diversified. It may concentrate more of its assets in a specific industry and a smaller number of issuers than diversified funds. Therefore, it may be subject to greater risks and fluctuations than a portfolio representing a broader range of industries and issuers. Okay, we were talking about airlines at some point, right? Yes. So let's bring it back to that. Okay. Okay. So... The airlines have this decision to make. Yes, they do. Uh, there are already people who are nervous about travel because they don't want to get sick. Uh, even though airplanes have been proven to be very effective at limiting transmission, just because of how their air systems function, it's still something that concerns people. Um, so shouldn't they just have employees be vaccinated to make their customers feel better about it? I, that's definitely part of it. And then there are the general issues involved with people who don't get vaccinated from like a cost and logistics perspective. They're more likely to get severely ill and they're more likely to miss a lot of work if they don't get the vaccine, not to mention spread it to other people who then may get severely ill and, you know, all that. Uh, but airlines have enough trouble dealing with staffing issues and costs to have to deal with this. It, it just adds completely unnecessary uncertainty and expense. Right. It sounds like the airlines have all figured out that they need to do something about this. Uh, they need people to be vaccinated, but the question is whether to mandate it or try different methods. Well, that's exactly right. And, well, their decision may have already been made <laughs> for them um, since we started putting this podcast together, yeah. I should note. 
but look, the federal government is now mandating all employees with more than 100 people either require vaccination or weekly testing. And uh, further, you know, this is probably the real killer here is government contractors don't have the testing option at all. So at least some airlines are government contractors. So the airlines probably all have to do something. The, the, the question is, what will it be? Now, before this, the airlines were all looking at it differently. So who is on Team Dave and just telling everyone to get vaccinated or get the hell up? Ah, that would be United leading <laughs> the charge there. United came out saying that all employees had to be vaccinated by October 25th or within five weeks of when the first vaccine received full FDA approval, whichever came first. And the FDA approved Pfizer, so now all United employees have to be vaccinated by September 27 or they're fired. Congratulations, United. Remember that on this podcast, it's Brett who always said mean things about you, not Dave. Congratulations. How dare you? you? Now, like most companies, though, United does have medical and religious exemptions. Uh, But it recently showed just how seriously it's taken this thing. So, first of all, if someone applies for an exemption and is denied, they have five weeks to get fully vaccinated or they're out. And for people who do have approved exemptions, they're all being put on temporary leave starting October 2nd. And those on medical exemptions... Uh, they follow the rules of long-term medical leave for their work group. So, you know, different unions have different mm-hmm. contracts and all that. But um, but everyone else just on standard unpaid leave. And those who work on the front line, so those who deal with customers, they have to stay on leave indefinitely until the pandemic improves to a point where they are considered a risk. So that's a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those who aren't on the front line and, and don't deal with customers – Uh, They have to remain on leave until United has developed a safety policy for unvaccinated people. I can't imagine United's in a hurry to do that. And, you know, this is a way for them to say, well, you just hang out for a while and not get paid if you really want to work here. But chances are these are people that will probably just go elsewhere, I would assume, if they really have this strong objection to getting the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You can't see it, but this is now a standing ovation for United. Uh, congratulations again. My hat is off to you. I thought you might like that one. Uh, no, nobody else has gone that far, by the way. Uh, but, you know, United has mostly received kudos in the general press. But I'm guessing if you spend a lot of time on fringe conspiracy sites like vaccinesisdumb.com, the reaction might be different. Well, now i got to go see if that's a real website. It's not. But uh, the domain is available if you want to snag that one. I will register it later. In the meantime, what are the other airlines doing? Uh, well, there's Hawaiian, which gets the silver medal here. So it will require all U.S.-based employees to be vaccinated by November 1st. Um, I suppose that makes sense, considering it might not be as easy to get vaccinated in other countries in time, although it doesn't seem to be stopping United. Uh, And the other one that gets lumped in with these two is Frontier, which acts like it's going to require vaccinations by October 1st. But it's not because buried in the press, it it notes that employees who don't want to get vaccinated can just submit to regular testing. So I'm not sure why that's lumped in. That seems totally different. All right. That's that's garbage. You know, either either do it or don't. You can't ride the fence here. Well, at at least it's fairly clear. I mean, at the other end of the spectrum, we have Delta. which is really walking a tightrope. So Delta already decided to require vaccines for new employees a while ago. 
but it's also decided it won't mandate the vaccine for existing employees. And we'll see if how that holds up with the new government rules. But um, instead, what it's going to do and what it's already done is put a bunch of roadblocks in place to try and force the issue. Oh, passive aggressive roadblocks. <laughs> yes. So first of all, if you aren't vaccinated, you have to submit the regular testing, which is annoying. I think everyone will agree that that's pretty annoying. Very annoying. Less annoying than it was when brain stabbing was the only test option. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> but yes. And beyond that, if someone who's vaccinated gets a COVID breakthrough infection, they'll still have their pay protected. But if you're not vaccinated and get sick, you have to use your own vacation or sick time. Like there's no protection for you there. Mm, this is getting more interesting. <laughs> The big penalty is for those who get health care through the company. Uh, they will now have a $200 surcharge tacked on each month because it costs so much more to treat unvaccinated people due to the higher rate of severe illness. And yet, some people probably still won't get vaccinated. No doubt. So when Delta made the announcement, it had 75% of its workforce vaccinated. Um, and it's been a couple weeks since then, and they put an announcement out uh, saying that 20% of the unvaccinated have now at least started the process of getting vaccinated, I think. So um, that's progress, but that's still 80% of the unvaccinated who haven't done anything. So, no. you know. Right. Uh, well, hopefully a lot of uh, a lot of people care more about their pocketbook, uh, and that makes them get the jab. That's definitely the idea. It's it's push them, push them a little bit, but don't, you know, drop the hammer. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I can see the benefit of doing it that way, but it's also kind of complicated. I like United's clean approach. Um, I am a totalitarian that way. Is anyone <laughs> else doing anything different? Well, Generalissimo. <laughs> Let me, uh, um, yeah, so Alaska has been doing something similar to Delta. Um, in fact, it's in the same boat as Delta with about 75% of employees vaccinated, and it's doing almost entirely the same thing as Delta, except for the healthcare penalty. Uh, instead, it's going with the carrot approach here. So everyone who shows proof of vaccination gets a $200 bonus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know. Uh, and then there's American, uh, which hasn't really addressed this at all, uh, <laughs> except to continue to push on the plan it put in place much earlier this year, which... Um, that gave people a, an extra day off and a fifty dollars in recognition points if they get the jab. All right, I don't, I don't know what those are, but seems pretty weak. Yeah, I, I think American just hasn't decided how to deal with this yet. It, it did mention something after um, President Biden put his rules out, saying, you know, we're evaluating this; it will have an impact, but but didn't really commit to that yet. So. We'll hear something. Um, and I should note Southwest is in the same boat here. Um, and what do those two have in common? Um, I feel like you're going to tell me. <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, they are both based in Texas, sir. And I'm pretty sure that uh, that governor over there wouldn't be too thrilled to have companies putting out vaccine mandates. Uh, after all, he doesn't even want to let his cities enact their own mask mandates. And I'm sure he's going to be suing the feds and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Sounds like a party. Uh, don't even get me started on that guy. <laughs> I know. I know. We don't have time for that. So, but as, as has been the case throughout the entire pandemic, it seems like there's probably a lot of politics involved here. Um, you know, personally, 
I figure American and Southwest are important enough. They can just tell the governor to pound sand. What's he going to do? Right. But then again, I don't know what talks have been had behind the scenes. I, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see where it all ends up. Right. I hate everything about the politics here. Uh, it's been disastrous for our entire COVID response from the very beginning. Agreed. But hey, welcome to life in America. Yeah. So in the end, we have some varying policies here and we'll see how it shakes out. But chances are most, if not all airlines, will have to mandate the vaccine if these new rules aren't struck down in some court of law anyway. Um, and once that all gets resolved, well, then we can talk about whether travelers should have to be vaccinated as well. Yes. Yes, I know your feelings, <laughs> but that, that's definitely a topic for another time. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. I want to again thank our sponsor, Jets ETF. If you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email us at advertise at crankyflyer.com. And please remember to leave us a five-star rating. This helps others find our podcast. I would say, um, you know, if I had to trade like a sponsor or a five-star rating i'm gonna go with the sponsor yes yeah we we want we want all the sponsors but we also want all the five-star ratings they're both great to be fair it would be weird if somebody sponsored the podcast and then did not give us a five-star rating (laughs) yes uh, all past and present sponsors please go leave us a five-star rating (laughs) right Anyway, if you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com.